Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Shaping Progress show. Uh, This week, we'll be diving into philosophy and spirituality. Come join us on YouTube so you can watch the full episode and join our amazing live chat audience. You can give us feedback and talk with our amazing audience in real time, and we can see your messages as we broadcast it. Um, if With this episode in particular, if you have questions or comments, please leave them in the live chat so we can get to them at the end. Um, we're live at 4 p.m. every Wednesday and Sunday here on YouTube, and all of our shows are available in podcast form after the fact. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor FM, and YouTube. Head on over to joinshapingprogress.org slash show to find the links on every platform. If you don't know much about the show or our organization, Shaping Progress, we would like to let you know that you can find all of that information and more at joinshapingprogress.org. There you can find all our regular weekly blog posts about various topics, more information about how we intend to organize, and how you can get involved. We ask that you contact us to share any thoughts you might have about this episode or anything else you feel we should hear. To do that, send an email to shapingprogressshow at gmail.com, and we'll respond to you within a couple days. We also want to acknowledge that as we film this episode of the show, we are on land that was taken from the tribes that originally lived here. In light of that reality, we want you to know that an important part of the agenda we discuss regularly here on the show is returning that land to the people whose culture was destroyed when European people came here and settled on it. I want to say hello to everyone in the live chat at the moment. So with all of that said, uh, let's get right into the show. As mentioned, this episode is about spirituality and philosophy. Um, And obviously, uh, spirituality and philosophy have been around for thousands and thousands of years, and it would be quite impossible to sum up both subjects entirely in the short amount of time we have today. And today's topic is quite a bit deeper than our usual topics so far, but we're going to be branching out into this subject as the show moves forward. Our topic today is the nature of reality. So um, what we're going to be talking about, this is going to be kind of more of a conversation between me and my producer here as well, Um, but uh, we're going to have a conversation about what is reality, what is our place within it, and uh, how can we kind of define many of the aspects of reality that are most confusing to us usually. Um, So as the show continues, we'll get around to discussing religion as well as its impact on our world, but for today we're focusing on spirituality and philosophy and how they relate to one another. Um, I'm going to speak in more general terms about our subject today uh, because I don't want to get hung up on discussing one or a few specific iterations or versions of these views, and I also don't want to mischaracterize or misrepresent those specific viewpoints, those philosophies, religions, and different types of spirituality. So we're just going to talk in general more today. Um, And eventually we'll have more than one guest on the show who will discuss some of the ins and outs of specific religions and philosophies with us. And I'd much rather ask them questions uh, before speaking about those topics so that we can have a bit of a clearer understanding. So let's start out with philosophy. Philosophy is the fundament is the study of the fundamental nature of knowledge, reality, and existence. 
Um, there have been many philosophers with many different views and many philosophies that many people subscribe to, obviously. Um, some of them are spiritual uh, and some of them are not. Some of them are more materialistic. Um, but all philosophies aim at the same thing, however, which is to define and categorize reality and its components. Um, this is different from science because science is a practical application of different scientific philosophies. And science rests on the idea that reality can be modeled and that its tenets can be repeatedly proven in a demonstrable way. Uh, philosophy is more theoretical and it tries to explain the unexplainable parts of the nature of our reality. So philosophy has a number of primary questions. Um, here are a few of them. Uh, they're probably going to be familiar to you. Uh, why is there something rather than nothing at all? Uh, is our universe real? Do we have free will? Is happiness just a bunch of chemicals running through the brain? Is there a God? Is there life after death? Uh, can you really experience anything objectively? Um, is life a dream? What is intelligence, consciousness, and thought? Uh, and there are countless ways to answer these, obviously, uh, but the philosophical approach to solving them says that we should take what we have in common with other beings and work from there. So <clears throat> let me give you a groundwork, uh, the groundwork for my personal philosophy. So uh, as it appears to me, we are in a type of container uh, that we all call reality. Um, in that, in that uh, container, in that circumstance, we are able to make certain choices, but we are unable to make others. So, for instance, you can't choose uh, exactly which family you're born into. You can't uh, choose what class you're born into. Those types of things. Um, and uh, the number three one for me is I believe that we... Uh, we mold most forms of and elements of reality that we come in contact with. So when I see uh, an object across the room, I put it into my uh, opinion of what that object is. I see a TV in front of me, for instance. Um, that TV is an idea that I already have. I already have the framework for what is a TV, what can I use it for, those kinds of things. Uh, when I see a camera, the camera is not going to like transform into another object in front of me. Um, and if it is, I wouldn't know about it. Um, so there are a number of things about reality. Uh, one is its constants, and then one is its inconstants. So uh, reality stays within the same basic uh, form. But that form transforms over and over. It becomes slightly different. So this is a, something that science has been trying to answer for a very long time. There are a number of um, different scientific uh, quandaries that you come up against. One is the arrow of time. Uh, why does time move in one direction? No one can answer that for us. Um, why is it that when you look at particles, for instance, one second, they appear one way, and when you look at them the next second, they've changed. They transform into the next second. So uh, an interesting function of time and space is that uh, as I'm speaking these words, they're disappearing into a, a void, 
They're going into the past. And we can't transform the past. Um, we can connect with it in certain ways, but we can't alter it according to our ideas. Um, hope hope everyone's doing well in the chat. I'm just looking at it now, and uh, I'm hoping... Let me know if the stream is coming through clearly and all of that kind of thing. I'm so glad to see all of you here. Winston, Richard, JLZJ, Tara, Tara from Terra Buster. Uh, we love having all of you guys here with us. Um, so when we're talking about um, the present going into the past, uh, there are a couple great things that we can get out of this. One is any problem that we've had has already disappeared into the past. We can bring it back up again in the present, but as far as we are uh, coming in contact with it, all we have of those types of things are memories or thoughts. Um, and we fit all of those within the framework of what's happened to us in the past. So if we can break free of that framework a little bit, the theory goes that the present starts to change a bit. So, Saul, I'd love to bring you into the conversation here. I mean, I'd love to get your thoughts on some of this stuff. Um, the fact that w the past is kind of a void, I think, has always been interesting. If I snap, where did that go? It's gone, you know? Um, those types of topics. It's part of the reason... Oh, it's part of the reason I don't think travel, traveling backwards in time is possible. Yeah. Because the past is lost. It's like constantly being eaten. Yeah. Uh, another way of saying this type of thing is all we have is the, um, is the present. You know, the present is all we ever can grasp onto at any given moment. And speaking of time, what's really interesting to me is you'd think it'd be immutable, you know sort of unchangeable and mostly it is but if memory serves me right the greater a gravitational field is mm -hmm. the slower time in that gravitational field moves mm -hmm. so there's places in this reality where time is moving differently than it is here which is just a wild thing to think of think about yeah i think it's uh i think it's the faster an object moves, or, or the, the, yeah, the faster an object is moves, the faster is? time goes. Because if you go on a spaceship out uh, to a, another galaxy and come back, way more time has elapsed than it actually takes you gotcha, to go gotcha. there. Yeah, um, and it, the other thing about kind of this void idea that I find interesting is we have some examples within space of voids, like black holes are essentially no information is there. We can't get anything from it or test it in any way. But uh, that's a little bit different than just nothingness, you know. As far as we're looking out at reality, it's all full. We can't find a spot where there's nothing. We can't look so hard at one point in space that there's nothing there. There's always something there. Um, and uh, one of the other things um, that I think is interesting about the... Uh, uh, oh, uh, Winston hasn't been introduced to you. You want to? You want to tell? You know, this is my producer, uh, Saul. Hello, Winston. I, I don't know if you'd like to introduce yourself or anything. You want to say anything about yourself? I'm the man behind the camera. That's right. 
He's uh, he's the one who changes the scenes. He does the intro. He does the everything. Uh, he comes over and helps me. Um, so uh, another thing about the constant present is uh, within the present, we're able to think and think about ourselves and be conscious. So um, one of the interesting things is I look across at Saul, for instance, and my reality has given me the information that there's another person there. Um, but within my reality, I can't test whether Saul is a person just like me thinking my same things. And likewise, he can't do the same to me. Um, so he, none of us... classic logical... Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's a, a logical fallacy or a logical problem. Yeah. Where it's like you can't prove that anybody else actually exists yeah um, um what's that called like solipsis yeah it's yeah i can't can't remember that it's some you could google it it's something yep. like that um so i these are all things that we um that we can uh, that that we notice at certain points in time so i remember being very young uh for me it was in um for me it was in uh I don't know. It's Sunday school is basically what it was. It was a little. It was a class at my church where uh, all the adults would be in regular service, and then we would be in a, a different class. And in that uh, class, we were talking about. Uh, we were kind of barely touching on some of these nature of reality points. And at some point, I looked up at the guy, and then I thought about myself, and I was like damn i'm i'm conscious uh you know i am able to think about myself uh i know that i'm here uh there are a, like a billion different ways to say this kind of thing um and it can be difficult to express to people this type of thing but almost everyone i would say has a point in their life before they die where they realize that kind of thing i'm i'm a person i'm here i was almost right by the way it's uh Solipsism. Solipsism. Interesting. What does it say? The view or theory that the self is all that can be known to exist. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's an easy, easy thing to categorize as a view or a theory, but as far as we know, no one's ever been able to, you know, go outside of themselves. Yeah. There's a lot of transcendental meditation I mean, and that kind of thing. The funny thing is, Trips is you and can't kind of even necessarily prove that the self exists. Either. Yes. Yeah, so now I think that would be a good point where we should get into uh, spirituality. So let's turn to that. Uh, spirituality, so philosophy... Um, Philosophy is the study of the fundamental nature of knowledge, reality, and existence. Spirituality is the quality of being concerned with the human spirit as opposed to material or physical things. So when we're talking about the fact that we can't prove that the self exists, there are a bunch of other things we also can't prove. We can't prove this is the only reality. We can't to to the farthest extent even prove that this reality is real to a degree um, we can prove that we can come in contact with it and test it in certain ways but we can't prove that when we're doing those things that they've actually happened 
if that makes sense. Um, and this is part of a big issue in science called the hard problem of consciousness. And the hard problem of consciousness has to do with does consciousness lie within the brain or from an external source, and it's using the brain. Um, and that's not a thing we can prove or disprove. I mean, so the, the brain and the human body um, work in obviously kind of crazy ways. But uh, when scientists look at the brain and the human body, there are a number of things that aren't under conscious control. You're not consciously thinking. For instance, even uh, one of the more conscious things is breathing. But on a, on a regular basis, I'm not thinking breathe in, breathe out. <laughs> is that... That's not necessarily under conscious control unless you're like on a ventilator or something like that. Um, but and the growth of your fingernails, the growth of your hair, uh, that kind of stuff. You're even down to your um, digestion. Digestion uh, also. Um, oh man, your uh, your hormones. Basically, so your endocrine system. Your, yes, exactly. So all of those types of things aren't usually under conscious control, um, but we use them. Uh, you know, if we're gonna start pointing to a consciousness, the consciousness would be the thing that's using all of these processes and interacting with them. Uh, so when people talk about spirituality, uh, we have our consciousnesses, but those, if those are outside of the body and using bodies and forms and that kind of thing, uh, then there's something that's in what we think of as a non-existence. There's something that's that's there but can can't be perceived, can't be uh, looked at, it can't be touched, um, and that consciousness. Uh, everything has, as far as we're looking at it, a certain amount of consciousness. Maybe you could say a tree doesn't have as much consciousness as a person, but the tree has a certain amount of consciousness. So uh, the tree, for instance, is conscious of photoreception. It's conscious of where the light is around it, and it grows towards the light. So, you know, that's a measurable experimental thing. You can put a light in a certain, in a different area and the tree will start growing sideways. Um, but does that mean that the tree is, as far as we're concerned, conscious? We have no idea. Um, so, according to most spiritual traditions, the spirit is kind of the thing that consciousness is made out of. So we're trying to say that consciousness is what the body and our perception itself is made out of, but we're, we're just coming up towards an infinite regress thing where you don't know what consciousness is made out of if <laughs> consciousness is what the rest of the thing is made out of. So uh, one should become the master of one's mind rather than let one's mind master him. I like that quote from Tara. That's excellent. I'm putting that in my quotes thing. Another quote I like is... Um, uh, almost all of reality is asleep, but once in a while it wakes up just enough to know it, you know. Uh, so uh, according to most spiritual traditions, the spirit, the, this building block for consciousness, is much like the force in Star Wars is a good way of thinking about it. Uh, it's something that cannot be seen on its own as an object, 
but it's omnipresent or it's everywhere at once and it exists outside of both time and space as we know and perceive them however it's the only thing that's really influencing time and space it's the fundamental building block in the nature of reality so technically um, if we're talking about spirit if that's something that you believe um, we can see the effects of that kind of fundamental building block um, but just an object by itself isn't all of spirit you know so um, this uh, this pencil for instance is not what we're talking about when we're talking about uh, spirit and same thing with the tree same thing with our body um, so many people call this spirit or essence or force or God um, or whatever name you want to give it um, but there are a number of basic ideas so um, one is that it's omnipresent it's everywhere uh, this life force um, one is it's permanent it can't be destroyed in any way um, and this is more of a theoretical thing because obviously we can't see it we don't know for a fact that it's not being destroyed but uh, as far as we like to believe when we see people die we like to believe that their spirit or their essence goes on um, that's not to say that they are in another life where they remember having lived this life they're in an afterlife and they're you know they're like being pampered or whatever um, but that is to say that parts of their fundamental reality that don't have to do with the body split off and go into other areas they become parts of something else or the building block for something else um, it one is that it's limitless or formless so when I think of that I literally think of a void like I don't think you would be able to talk about spirit in the same way if it weren't fundamentally not attached to a thing um, Mark C says part of the problem is that we try to make consciousness into a thing It is really no thing but as a human you know it's there um, it's kind of all that's there it's both you and the external reality and both at once and the process of going in between them um, that's the issue we package our information in you know when we talk to each other in, in subject you know your your nouns, your adjectives, your verbs, and you can't escape outside of a thing doing something to a thing that's this way. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, and this also this idea of it being formless or boundaryless or limitless, um, part of that to me too is it's not just a conception. So. The thing about all of those nouns and verbs and adjectives is their conceptions, their forms, ideas, thoughts. Um, and this type of thing that we're trying to describe as a spirit or a life force or whatever, the reason we're describing it that way is because it's not a thought. It's the only thing that that's actually not a that's thought. That's why it's so hard to discuss, though. Yeah. You know? And this this would be a great time to mention that experience thing. I think you you always lay this out to me, so I'd love for you to be the person to lay it out to everyone else. You, you, can dis you can't describe it without experiencing it, that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I've always said it's, it's kind of hard to 
you know, you always get the older generations barking down to the younger generations. And I think it's because people learn lessons in their lives or they have experiences and they want to impart that knowledge on somebody else. And you kind of can. But the issue is, is in order for an experience to really count, in order for somebody to really learn, they have to go through it themselves. You can't perfectly describe something to somebody without them actually having gone through it themselves. Yeah. So the interesting thing about this conversation in that way to me is you could just listen to this conversation without having experienced this type of thing, but it won't make any sense to you. Um, certain parts of it certainly will because you will have had those experiences but not the experience of an ultimate life force for instance that kind of thing sounds very um very woo woo you know it's very it sounds very um not grounded in reality but there are certain times within what we think of as our lives where we touch things that are outside of reality um in ways that maybe we aren't supposed to be able to um, or that aren't usual to everyone else's lives. Um, But there are some things that, not just flying saucer type things, but things that happen to us that can't be explained. But this ties back into the, the politics as well of the show and why we go into all this because, you know, we already have an obligation to our fellow man anyways but it's even more true if you know you're all pieces of the same Mm -hmm. whole yeah yeah and uh beyond the all being pieces of the same whole um i think the other interesting idea about spirituality is uh those pieces are all the same thing it's not just that they're part of the same whole right it's that they're all different individuations different um different specific instances of that entire whole um part of the so what i'm saying is in theory if you start looking at spirit as a real thing you or as a real idea or as a real you know I don't I don't know what to call it if it's not a thing uh, but uh, if you start trying to work with the idea of spirit um, you start realizing that you can only work with it as the idea of nothingness or a void or a lack or the opposite of the stuff that's happening um, and part of the nature of the spiritual void from which all of these things then originate uh, is that it can't be explained by us in human or physical terms. We can try. Um, we can get close by talking about experiences that we all share, but we can't explain you into having this type of experience for yourself. Um, and uh, as we said, it, it doesn't... Voids aren't anywhere in this reality as far as we know. You're welcome to uh, turn that if you want. Um, I, don't, I don't know, but... Um, I was just curious to see. Yeah, go for it. Um, So, like I was saying, uh, an important definition to know here is materialism, or the belief that this reality is all that exists. And this reality is only one um, slice of 
the ultimate thing, uh, but that this one slice is all we can interact with and as far as we can tell all that exists. Um, so materialism is the opposite of spirituality. It's essentially you have only what you can see in front of you. All that is real is what you can see, smell, touch, hear. I'd like to touch uh, on what Tara said in, in the in the comments a yeah. little bit ago. She said, I think that the pain in the world can be boiled down to forgetting uh, we're all connected. Yes. And I deeply agree with that, and that's one of my... That's one of my big reasons why I feel obligated to sort of help out with this show. You yeah. Know, it's it's, it's um, my way of giving back, if I can. Yeah. Matt M., says materialism very popular yes, in the U.S. certainly. Well, it makes sense. Oh, yeah. A system built off money, you know? Mm-hmm. How could it be any other way? So, that... We've that, framed... We've put our minds in a... in a, We've boxed them in. Yeah. So, that reminds me of an interesting um, thing that I've, I've said on Tara's show a couple times, um, and I say to a lot of people, um, if you and I, for instance, each have a dollar... And we want to give each other our dollar. Now we've given each other our one dollar, and both of us end up at the end of the day with one dollar. But if you and I each have an idea, and I have an idea, you have an idea, and we give the idea to each other, now we have two ideas. Uh, even if they're the same idea, it's Saul has the idea of this, and I have the idea of this. Um, so an interesting thing about the uh, the thought, you know, the the mind or the mental space or where we have our thoughts is that uh, it's not doesn't operate on physical laws. Um, and so when we're talking about a, a void or a spirit or life force, that kind of thing, um, another interesting point is if it's nothingness, if that thing is detached from all of these uh, spatial form forms, things, uh, ideas, then that thing is not affected by the same issues that we have in this world of forms and bodies. So uh, in that sense, in that uh, spiritual part of life, there's no problem. There is only, you know, you could think of it as like goodness or the way I like to think of it is love because if the thing can't be destroyed, what's the point of fear? If there's, uh, if there's nothing that is um, threatening that spirit, then w there's not any problem in that area. There, there can't be a problem with the spirit if it's formless, if it's permanent, even if it's transformable. The only potential problem is that you start forgetting that this stuff is made out of spirit, and then you end up here. Uh, so, um, if we're, ta you know, we're, we're talking about this as undefinable, as not a thing, but if you think about the ways that that actually plays out, that, that what that actually means, you get to the point of realizing that um, the in spiritual terms, nothing's wrong here. Uh, all of the suffering and stuff that we're seeing in front of us, yes, we have an, a uh, 
an imperative. We have a major reason to act on all of the stuff that we see here, but what we see here is not the end-all be-all. And if, you know, people who are in who are really suffering, who are in really terrible positions, uh, those people, the idea would go then that their fundamental, uh, the fundamental part of reality that makes them up, that thing is not threatened. They might feel very, um, they might have a lot of terror in their lives, but at the end of the day, uh, it will pass away. And that's an interesting, um, that's an interesting uh, universal truth of the world that we live in. In the world that we live in, all of these forms and bodies and all of that type of thing, they pass away. All of them decay, deteriorate, die eventually. Which is interesting because, um, you know, they're talking about materialism in the comments. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, you know, every life is a, is a drop in the bucket, just a, a, a you know, a tick on the clock. And you get so attached to material things. And in the end, it's just, you know, you're still just a person. You're, it doesn't, you can't buy yourself into a higher level of being. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and that, um, like that universal truth about everything dying, uh, everything has a, f- a form of attachment here. So you, you get attached to every little thing that happens, and uh, it, it's about... It's like magnets. Yeah, and it's about deciding not to get attached in that way, but also not, like, it's not in it's not valueless. You know, there's still lots of value in getting attached. It's just you can't decide that getting attached to those things is your everything, is your whole life. Because then it's gonna all going to die. It's all going to fall apart. And then we get sadness, fear, pain, depression, all that kind of thing. Um, so this is why I would say some people will tell you that your spirit or your soul are your emotions or thoughts, but that can't that can't be accurate because those are also forms so um i think let me see i think that's the end of it so um when we're talking about what can we do about this kind of thing it's easy to think we turn that back for me real quick just so i can see um it's easy to think all we have to do is uh, detach in some way um all we have to do is kind of forget these things or separate from this Welcome idea in of our separation. Haiku. Yes, we love you, Haiku. Thank you for being here. Um, haiku is the Saul of Tara's <laughs> of Tara's chat, which is awesome. Nice. Um, so uh, the issue is not just detaching and separating yourself from the world and that kind of thing. That would be bad. Um, the The truth is you have to look at it. You have to perceive it. You have to get some value from it. But at the same time, not think that that value and everything that you're getting is the end-all be-all. Um, and that's where you get the issue of people getting attached to things and thinking that's the whole world. Um, So we have obviously ourselves, which is, I'm going to say 
it's a form of our personal ego uh, in the classical sense, in the sense of a small detached piece of self um, and that, that is appearing to be controlling everything. Um, and each of our egos, uh, the problem is our egos are getting together and everyone's agreeing on all of these very ego parts, all of these very impermanent, everything's going to die, so what's, why are you taking so much action in this area? Um, lots of people are getting together and agreeing about that. Uh, but something that we have to bring back, as I always say at the end of the show, the message of our show is love and truth. If we're going to be trying to stand for those kinds of ideals, what we have to do is go the opposite direction and not get attached to these things, but also not entirely detached from them. Um, and when Saul and I first started having these types of conversations, one of the common themes, one of the common things that kept um, popping up was that um, each of these positions is very uh, paradoxical. It's very self-contradictory. You should not be attached to this kind of thing, but you should also not entirely detach from this kind of thing. Um, and that's because these aren't simple ideas. They aren't uh, easily explainable ideas. Um, so, you know, obviously, if we're going to be here for love and truth, we need to be here for love and truth in a physical sense, but we cannot get so grounded in our idea of this reality that all of those things become it for us because we will start going crazy and getting depressed at that point because if you think of this world in purely physical terms um you will go crazy things aren't going great in the world of forms and bodies right now we have these fascists we have uh, a lot of different people working to uh, make this physical reality worse and uh, we have to do the opposite of that somehow so uh, that's what the show's all about that's what it's about I, I feel like that's a good place to kind of stop that part of the show I would be real interested I think we should keep it open for a minute for uh, since we have a great amount of people in the chat today. yeah I want to say thanks for all the support yeah everyone. thank you everyone um, I would love to get any questions that you have um, anything you guys would like to say any comments I love what Matt said what would the world be like if everyone valued each other and built a society that was person focused rather than focused on money and things and that is exactly what we're advocating for here that's why I felt this episode is like one of the most important and one of the ones we need to have the most we'll certainly have more of these um, philosophical type episodes uh, was there something you want to say? Okay. Um, uh, but I think that's what it's all about, is getting everyone on the same page of having that discussion together because it's certainly one thing to have a discussion of what is going on here uh, in terms of money and things. And there's a, re there's a number of real issues in that department, uh, but it's another thing to talk about why are those issues even the case um let's see 
Marxi says, because the nature of our reality will change and our job is to create a world where, as you say, love and truth reign. Yes. Those things don't change. Even uh, even if you imagine a society or a world where uh, there's what we would think of as no love and truth, they don't disappear. It's not like they just don't become things. It's just they're not presented there. So, yeah, I'm not seeing too many questions. If you guys have any questions, get them through real quick. I assume many of our friends here have been brought over by uh, Tara. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank so, you so much. Yes, thank you for that. Yeah, thank you, Tara. We love that. I would love to go on Tara's show um, soon as well. Um, been on like three times now, but now that the show's really gone, I would love that. You could totally, I would love to get you on Tara's <laughs> show too. Um I mean, she uh, she asked the great questions. One day. Yeah. Uh, saw some great things to say about what's it like being a uh, young adult right now. I mean, uh, Saul's seen most of it. Saul's seen it all. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm sure we're delayed by a good amount. I'm sure we're delayed by a minute or something like that. I don't, I'm not seeing many questions, um, but we will do another episode like this again. So uh, if anyone has any questions, you can email them to us at shapingprogressshow at gmail.com. And you can also uh, send them to us on the Discord. You can put them into the contact us part of our website, uh, joinshapingprogress.org. Um, hi. I haven't met the off-camera dude. What is your name, and are you going to get a cam so we can see you? Um, My name is Saul, and maybe. I'm maybe. a little camera shy. That's, we'll see. That's better than what I was I was, I was. was going to say now for you. I mean, I know he's... he's, we'll he's see. This we'll is see his how choice. I feel about it. I, we do have a second webcam, so, you know, exactly. It's up to how you feel about it. Um, but, yeah, please... Um, get those questions into us so we can get them answered next time would be awesome um thank you so much for watching this episode of the shaping progress show as you know love and truth are the messages of our show and we love you all for accompanying us on this journey and otherwise um and tara says i gotta get a phone thing going so we can take calls i absolutely do oh, that I, would be amazing yeah i get i just the only issue i think is um I'll, we'll have to like temporarily disconnect you for when we do the phone thing because we only have two inputs on our audio right, box. Right, so, right, right. Um, but yes, we will have that going uh, in the next couple episodes. Certainly, we'll do. I'm thinking of a couple different episodes to do uh, every month or two months. One is I'd love to do just an episode where we just do random topic and just people call in and maybe we can combine that into the episode where we just we have no script and we just have random conversations play sometime. with uh, the audience a yeah, little bit exactly that'd be great um so maybe we'll do that soon i would love to do that one of the next ones uh as always if you have questions comments concerns or statements of outrage or support about any of the contents of this episode please contact the show at shapingprogressshow at gmail.com or through the contact us section at the bottom of our website. You can always reach out to me on social media as well. Um, we appreciate each and every one of you who are here with us. And after all, we win when we work together 
and unite around our shared humanity. And that's exactly what we've been talking about today. Uh, being a part of Shaping Progress is about wanting to make a difference in your community and around the world. And it starts with simple actions that all of us can take, like having this type of conversation. If you'd like more information about us, or if you want to join our organization, or uh, get more information or sign up for our weekly newsletter via email uh, check out joinshapingprogress.org there it is um, to find all that plus weekly blog posts in person and online events and more so uh, the a couple announcements for today is uh, we are still going to have those three new blog posts out in the next day or two um, not sure which one it'll be and then um, we are looking at doing both in-person and online events in the coming month. And uh, we will have that first episode of our uh, newsletter via email um, this next week. This is probably this Sunday. Uh, Tara Buster says, my only complaint is the show is too short. Oh, okay. Yeah, this um, this uh we will take that into consideration. We cut it short a little bit last week, and I was gonna say the most of our audience, I feel like, likes a like a longer, you know, long yeah. form. Well, now we're picking up a proper audience. Too. Yeah, absolutely. Getting some getting a little peanut gallery going. <laughs> yeah, a little traction. Um, so those are the announcements for this time. Again, thank you so much for watching, and we'll see you next time. That will be this Sunday at 4 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time, so 7 p.m. on the East Coast. Uh, and thank you so much, you guys. Really appreciate it.